hold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on December the 24th, 2009. For the newcomers, I say look into cuttingthroughmatrix.com website. Scroll down, look at all the other sites I have up there, bookmark them for future use because sometimes the big sites go down. That way you can always download the latest shows, these alternate sites. And these are the official sites I have up. Anything else isn't mine. There's cuttingthrough.jenkness.com, cuttingthroughthematrix.net.us.ca. There's Alan Watt, cuttingthroughthematrix.ca. And there's Alan Watt, sentinel.eu. The Sentinel site is a European site, has all the same audios for download, but it has addition of a lot of the transcripts of the talks I've given. You can download them for prints up, and they're in the various languages of Europe. And... I always say at the beginning of the show that it's up to you to keep me going. This is more than any job, believe you me. It's, it's, uh, it's beyond even a, uh, it's maybe a vocation, even. It's beyond that. It's a must-be. It's a must-be, something that I have to do while we're going through the greatest changes in history by, I call it conology, the art of conning whole populations, which is not a difficult thing when you read uh, books like Propaganda and various other ones. If you read those uh, books that are for marketers, the big marketing companies, you'll understand the processes of manipulating the minds of millions and billions of people. It's quite easily done, in fact, especially today. And that's why I'm on the air. Now, the ads you hear on the show pay RBN for the airtime. It pays for the equipment and their staff, their boards, their board ops, and their bills. So it's up to you to keep me going, and you can do it by buying that which I have for sale at, on CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website, the books, the videos, the audios, or you can donate to me. It's up to you what you want to do. And you can use personal check from the U.S. to Canada. In the U.S., you can also get an international postal money order from your post office to say international postal money order. Uh, if you don't want to use a bank, Western Union, uh, MoneyGram, and as I say, PayPal as well. Or some people just send cash. Outside the Americas, you can do the same by Western Union, MoneyGram, PayPal, or cash. Again, it's up to you how you want to do it. And for those who get the disc burned and passed to them, you can write to me at Alan Watt, Site 41, Box 4, Estaire, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P as in Peter, the number 3, E as in Elizabeth, the number 4, N as in Nora, the number 1, P3, E, 4, and 1. But it's up to you. As I say, too, you can also order through PayPal if you send me a separate email. I'll figure that out. It's quite easy. Well, here we are. Uh, again, it's the midwinter solstice time, and everyone's either drunk right now or uh, making merry or waiting for expectations of all 
the different gifts they swap tomorrow. It's turned into a commercialised farce, but it's been that way my whole life, and probably my parents too. Not so much, though. It was more for an upper-middle-class thing at one time. Everyone else used to get their school clothes for the year, or things they really need for that year, and that, that's often when you actually got your clothes for the year, was at Christmas. And that was a great thing at that one time. Now it's just a superfluous uh, must-buy um, especially when you know everyone else is buying a gift for you. And it's tragic how it turns into basically a commercialized farce, unfortunately. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just mentioning how Christmas has unfortunately turned into just this crass commercialization and the buying and selling of products and playing on people's natural tendency to want to give something to people they like or love and how they exploit even what's left of the family unit. But at least, at least as long as they have a Christmas time, I guess there's some kind of family unit left. The Fabians at the top, of course, that have worked on the whole New World Order system for well over a hundred years, really smell the end of it in this century. This is to be the century of change where they hope to literally wipe out the last vestiges of the family and overtake uh, production or reproduction by using artificial means and cloning and all the rest of it. They have such amazing faith in science, and I can't blame them because, after all, the boys with the money will back those sciences that are right into genetics. That's why it's pushed so much. It's for a political purpose. It's not just for curiosity at all. Everything that has come out in the 20th century came out for a, with a political purpose in mind. Science has no head of its own. It's directed into research, into the actual areas of research, always. But uh, as I say, they definitely want to wipe out the family unit. And right now we're going through a, a period of training of uh, to be fearful and to be dominated, you might say. Let's call it what it is, dominated by military-type forces, be it uh, was thinly disguised by police forces anymore. It was really military forces and the military itself. When you have policemen dressed with combat boots and all the rest of it, uh, you can just swap those those dark uh, coloured clothing for green or camouflage and it's just the same gear they got on as the troops even the flight jackets uh, that that really is a, a form of not just protection for them it's a form of training the public why do they need combat boots and their pants tucked in like a military why? when they're in cities it's to get you trained this is the time of training for the century of change to simply obey. Someone mentioned last night uh, going into a train in New York how since 2001 they've gradually trained the public to accept uh, these ninja guys, the black ninja guys with uh, the black clad guys with the, the, the combat boots and the guns in the subways 
on the trains and they have tannoy systems blaring out that you could be searched at any time you must comply all this what you're looking at is what you'd expect inside a prison inside a prison or a prison camp this is not by accident so many studies were done and experiments on getting a controlled population inside dummy prison camps and dummy prisons by leading universities, working, of course, for the military-industrial complex. I've read about some of them on the air and how people adapt into the, into the outfit, the, the customary uh, gear that they wear. They adapt into that role so quickly, with, even within 24 hours. And unfortunately, we have a, a, a culture today where a whole generation by purpose was brought up with a diet of the most debased, if you want to call it music, which I don't in the world. And video games were designed for the military to desensitize the military from, from killing. So they'd kill but with a Pavlovian reflex. That's not by accident at all. At all. I can remember when I was small, uh, you had the feminist groups, not the ones funded by the big foundations, and they all were, by the way, for political changes, not for, to help women, but to, for another purpose altogether. There's always another purpose. But uh, they're going after the toy guns that they'd sell for young boys. I haven't seen any great uh, movement to stop all the, the killing video games that have been out for the last 15, 20 years. haven't seen any condemnation from any group at all on this a steady diet of killing you start off here you slaughter as many as you can till you get to there that's the whole point of it and now they're wearing they have a massive recruitment pool they can take these guys from and give them the real stuff the real thing the real combat gear the real machine guns and all the rest and then they turn them on you so they're already conditioned that those that wear the uniform are the good guys the brotherhood and everybody else is dangerous you're just there to be shot, basically. Unfortunately, I'm telling you the truth. The psychology works like this. Very, very, very simple stuff. And we see it in other countries, too, like Britain, where the police don't even talk with civility to the people who stop on the roads. They'll swear at them, for instance. And that's what happens under any tyranny where you have a kind of martial law-type system. And that's what we have. Believe it or not, that's what we're, we're living through. And as long as you don't t use the terminology, we won't catch on. They will never say tyranny. They will never say you're under a totalitarian system. They'll never say you're under a, a world socialist type system. that has been planned for a long time. Uh, they'll never tell you any of that. So they don't give you the words to connect what you're actually seeing. And unfortunately, most people have been trained not to think for themselves. They do expect the media to be forthright with everything and tell them exactly what's happening. And that's, they really believe the media is there to help them. And that's so far from the truth. Even in the media, you can get uh, lots of predictive programming. I'm talking about news media, not just the movies where they put spins on things. Why, for instance, uh, very few, very, very few journalists come out and speak out against the totalitarian system that's taken freedoms and rights from all the public. 
uh, very few have come out and said where it obviously is intended to go. They all know. With everything else to do with people who still stand up for a country or a people, they come down, the same media come down like a ton of bricks on them because international is the must be, you see, for them. This is the end of all sovereign nations where you identify with the nation. That's enough. So these same journalists that have no problem bashing anybody who speaks out about the farce of global warming being a pure con to get us all under a new governmental system and taxed from birth to death many times over with another massive tax. Anyone who speaks out like about that is hammered by the same media, but meanwhile they can give you straightforward articles with no comment on them when it suits the other side, you see. Now, Britain, for instance, uh, again, the flagship for the New World Order, always puts in these projects first that the police and the military try out. And they've been trying out these cameras on the policemen's helmets there for over a year now. Now, when you see cameras on their helmets, you've got to understand this, this is also military. The military used that over in Iraq and Afghanistan. There's always one guy in a group of four or five who wears the camera, and that is beamed by satellite all the way back to the Pentagon. They can watch and see what's, what's happening. They wrote about it, too, in Jane's magazine years before they actually did it. But now your police are doing it as well, so, you, so there's no difference between the police and the military. You've got to understand the police, too, are a paramilitary organization. You'll see it more so in countries like Canada, where you see them marching and about-facing and all the rest of it. That's not what police was supposed to be for. Police were supposed to be, and they were, even, even locally, elected by the people. And if the people didn't like them, they were fired. The whole lot of them at times. And that's why everything had to be centralized under the Marxist regime, which the Fabians are simply part of. It's all the same regime, and they specialized by different techniques to confuse the public. It was different from that and so on. No, they're all the same. So here's a, a straightforward comment here. You see, without uh, the, the, the warnings they would, should give people, San Jose police test head-mounted cameras for officers. That's from the San Jose Mercury News from the 18th of December. This is San Jose police under fire for interactions with the public that have turned violent, on Friday launched a pilot project equipping officers with head-mounted cameras to record contacts with civilians. Now that's the same terminology they use with uh, them over in Afghanistan to make contact with, with the insurgents. I hope people realize you've, you've got to connect things. Officers will activate the cameras about the size of a Bluetooth device and attached by a headband above the ear every time they respond or make contact with a person. At the end of the officer's shift, the recording will be downloaded to a central server. Chief Rob Davis said the devices to be tested by 18 patrol officers are technological advance compared to the advent of police cars, comparable to two-way radios and the 9-11 emergency system. San Jose is the first major U.S. city to try out the devices known as Axon. Axon. Although officers are already bearing vests 
weapons and radios, most of them welcome, adding a camera to their to record their actions, Davis said. In addition, he said, we're making it so it has cachet, says. A leading critic of the department welcomed the cameras as a tool to provide useful evidence, but dismissed their significance as a solution to rocky police community relations. Well, what do you expect when they're walking about like Borg, Borg spacemen, you know, amongst the people? A leading critic of the department welcomed the camera as a tool to provide useful evidence, but dismissed them as a solution to rocky police community relations. The action project is unfortunately a positive thing right now because the level of distrust is so high, said Raj Jaya Dev, director of the community organization Silicon Valley Debug. Back with more after this break. I am Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just reading an article from the San Jose Mercury News to do with the head cameras they're trying out there first before they spread across the U.S. You know darn well it's going to go. They did the same thing in Britain. They start in one little place, and then they all want it. And they get it. They get the toys that they want, don't they? Just like the military. And it said here, this is how it's done now with big business. This public private partnership deal with all their lobbying groups and so on. The cost of the trial is being shouldered by Maker Taser International of Scottsdale, Arizona. Boy, they do love the policing business and they help hype up the, the fear amongst the cops themselves. It says, but if the trial leads to a full-fledged use, equipping the entire 1,400 officer department will be expensive at $1,700 per kit and a $99 per officer monthly fee. The system could cost $2,888 per officer in the first year or $4 million. Well, that's okay. The taxpayer can get screwed again, can't they? I mean, there's no end to how much you can wring out the taxpayer, as we've seen over and over again, especially this year. So it says the kit includes a camera, a control piece, and a computer that can hang from the belt in the pilot project. Officers have been directed to switch on the camera as they're about to contact a civilian. I like the way they call us all civilians now, too, eh? See, that they are military, you understand? And we are civilians. These be citizens, now it's civilians. Not standard again, New World Order speak, you see. Training us that we're just civvies and these are the ultimate military authorities. The camera is equipped with an audio recorder, align the officer's vision, and can be later switched to standby mode. So now they're going to have permanent records of anything that said you say. They can also, alter, you know darn well, they can alter it too. So the easiest thing is to piece things together that you've said. So you've said something completely different. That's amazing, but not really amazing, is it? We kind of expect this kind of stuff, don't we? There's an article too to show you how, and I hope Americans really take note of it, because as I say, if they, if they really want to stay ignorant of what's happening across the world, uh, then they'll never be. They'll, they'll allow the same things to be happen to happen to themselves. Now, a lot of Americans don't even know what what the European Parliament is. They really don't know. They've never heard of it. And even though they have thousands of radio stations in the U.S. and TV, or they don't realize that they're being kept insular. They're not supposed to know. That's why the U.S. 
was the only country for about 30, 40 years that sold radios without a short band frequency. Short band, band gives you international programs across the planet. They just gave them FM and AM in the US. That's all you can get now pretty well is FM and AM, except for a few places like Radio Shack you can order in a shortwave for you. Knowledge is power, so you obviously to keep you dumb and stupid. And people in the U.S. really don't know there's a, a parliament in Europe. For the whole of Europe, it's too mind-boggling to even comprehend uh, that massive block. Now, <laughs> isn't it amazing, too, that the Soviet idea was the whole united Europe? They got that from Karl Marx that wrote about it in the 1800s in Das Kapital. We talked about regions and, and blocks. And so as the Soviet system falls, supposedly, here we are with the exact same system, socialized as well, with the merging of the two systems together. And it's a dictatorial parliament with a secret bunch at the top. And I've read the articles from the mainstream European newspapers admitting that the politicians themselves that are supposed to represent the country, represent them, have no... Um, real voting power to change any laws made by the secret bunch at the top that does make all the laws in secret. And that's what's to come in this post-democratic system in the US, Canada, and Latin America as we're merged together. Most folk don't even know we are being merged and that they sign further closer ties and integration every year with the prime ministers and presidents. They don't know what's been happening every year since 2005. So Here's about the European Parliament, and it's from the Mail Online, 27th October 2009. It says, Brussels bureaucrats are plotting a massive expansion in the use of surveillance and controversial extradition powers, a report warned last night. At the same time, they will also increase their meddling in Britain's justice system. See, at the end of sovereignty goes, and in comes this new justice system. The EU wants to create its own version of the Home Office. That's the, the legal system that runs all of Britain, and including all the spies and everything else, all the different secret services are underneath them, and all laws in Britain, to oversee the policy changes, and even has plans to train a third of the police service to create a block-wide, that's the term, block-wide, like Soviet bloc, block-wide common culture of policing. I'll mention here, too, the police have special radios over in Europe now it suddenly came out and they're all hooked up suddenly, it must have taken them years to prepare it where they can contact and talk to policemen in any other country and within Europe special radios it's a cluster of CCTV cameras going up bureaucrats are planning a massive expansion of surveillance there would be an increased sharing of British DNA your health and your tax records with foreign governments and investigators, as well as the introduction of new Big Brother surveillance techniques. Cash from the Economic Union's £1 billion Justice and Home Office Affairs budget is being used to look at whether CCTV cameras can be installed to predict whether somebody is about to commit a crime, not just to catch them. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, reading an article from the Mail Online to do with the big super parliament that eventually the Americas have to copy. It was discussed as far back as the free trade negotiations, where that headquarters would be in the 80s, late 80s. It says here that analyst Steve Booth said, how can citizens expect their fundamental rights to liberty and independence from the state to be protected by unaccountable institutions which have a vested interest in creating more laws. The report by the, by the think tank called Open Europe details how the EU has already adopted swathes of surveillance powers, but it says once the Lisbon Treaty has been ratified, which they just ran through, this will increase dramatically. We are fast approaching a situation where the EU will have the full coercive machinery of a state, but without the proper democratic controls or robust checks on power that citizens should expect. Well, there's there's the very important word, should. What's happened to them? What has happened to them? They should expect it, shouldn't they? Open Europe points to the creation of a committee on EU internal security as the equivalent of a fledgling EU home office. EU ministers and the European Commission are currently negotiating a raft of controversial proposals which are expected radically to increase the EU's role in policing, criminal and security matters, the report says. And then when he puts to all the data of everyone, it says here, this is a common culture of policing and the mass collection and, coll- and sharing of personal data. So all your data is scattered across the planet to these characters, including DNA records, and your health, unemployment or employment records, whatever, it's all in there, into an EU-wide database. There's power for you, power over every single individual. Crucially, this means the DNA of innocent Britons could be shared with foreign countries as the UK database still contains samples of those never convicted of any crime. Since funding is being ploughed into the Orwellian-sounding INDECT, I-N-D-E-C-T project, which includes the monitoring of various people, clusters, and detection of abnormal behaviour and situations of danger. A separate project is seeking to develop models of suspicious behaviour so potential criminals can be identified by the CCTV cameras. They're trying to make these cameras intelligent. So you've got to walk around like they did in the Soviet Union, always staring at the sidewalk. Because you don't look anybody in the eye, don't look left or right, just look miserable. Keep your hands in your pockets and as I say, don't make eye contact. That's suspicious, and uh, especially towards anybody wearing military gear. And, and just look glum, unhappy, and miserable, and you might be left alone. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about that. The Open Europe also highlights possible proposals allowing people to be tried in UK courts for offences which are not even crimes in the UK. That was part, it was all the way back to the League of Nations when they wanted to set up the different courts, the international criminal courts. Uh, and uh, the different courts of justice where they could extradite anybody across the world uh, if you could offend anybody at all uh, they want you over there to try you in their country and it says here this could happen if for example a person is accused of a string of crimes in the UK but also an offence such as holocaust denying elsewhere 
what about global warming denying is that next I wouldn't say it wouldn't be it could very well be next because we are going into an Orwellian totalitarian world this is it's designed to go that way you've got to get a totalitarian system in scare the bejesus out of the people and keep them in fear that's your typical reign of terror then you bring their populations down you kill as many as you can through starvation and all the rest of it to keep them all in line Lenin said that was a good thing that people starve to teach the rest to survive depend on the state and not to cross it so there's also the potential for a threefold increase in the number of UK citizens extradited under the European arrest warrants so it just goes on and on and on on and on and on and people are just uh, dancing their lives away dancing their lives away hoping it's amazing too I get letters all the time from people who say when is it all coming down and I say it's been coming down your whole life it's incremental they expect some big flash for some ending and, and letters in the sky saying this is the end or something that's what they expect because they've adapted step by step to every new regulation that comes along that's why they employed Skinner and the behaviorists and, and put so much money into that for governmental purposes of controlling the public and manipulating the public you adapt all the time and we've adapted ourselves into a system where we don't even realize we're in a big prison camp all the signs are around you all of them are around you as long as the media doesn't say what I'm saying doesn't use the right terms, the right words people will not connect to it why? because each time they can turn on that TV there's their comedy on the usual faces are on everything seems normal to them that's why that's why There's an article that was on Spiegel online, and it's from the 9th of December. They did an interview with a U.S. economist called Dennis Meadows. Very important guy, Dennis Meadows. These are the characters that are technocrats. They have power, as quickly said, like Maurice Strong, but really are never elected into anything. But they have the real power to get things done behind the scenes on a massive scale, global scale, for the Fabian-type system of total control and it says interview with US economist Dennis Meadows Copenhagen is about doing as little as possible he's not happy with this he wants them to rush ahead with a complete totalitarian system and it says with his now here's the guy who really went got the first major book out it says with his 1972 book The Limits to Growth it's not about humans Dennis Meadows was one of the first to warn about the looming environmental crisis. Remember, that was the job of the Club of Rome. He belongs to the Club of Rome. They admit in their other book, The First Global Revolution, that they came up with the idea of global warming, famine, uh, and the like would fit the bill to bring us all together under this UN system. So the, the U.S. economist spoke to Spiegel Online about the need to drastically change our behavior and why he doesn't expect much from the Global Climate Change Summit in Copenhagen. He was asked about uh, 
his predictions back in 72 and how, how accurate were they? He says, well, they're amazingly good, he says, unfortunately. See, we're in the midst of an environmental crisis, which we predicted then. We, of course, big we. The difference is that we have lost 40 years during which humanity should have acted. See, they wanted to control us much faster than they have. And it's people ask him, he says, you've been one of those warning about the environment ever since the first publication of your book. Now, representatives of almost 200 countries are guaranteed to tackle the environmental crisis. Are you satisfied? And Meadows replies, I don't take it seriously. The whole thing is a huge ploy. I'm outraged because the situation is outrageous. If we rely on conferences instead of changing our lifestyles, then things look bad. Then he goes on about humans, you see. And it brings up in this article, because he's spoken out about drastically culling back the, the amount of people on the planet, and, it, and he goes into the usual, uh, oh, these little hypocrites that they are. Well, I, you know, it's just something we all have to happen. I don't know how, blah, blah, blah. In other words, he will not dirty his hands on it. But they always find the goons who will. Every country has them. Every country has them. Look at your history books. Then he goes on about cutting down to just a certain level. And he uses the UN tactic, because this is straight from the UN and the Club of Rome. He's asked, is it possible to have 9 billion people on the planet? Meadows says, no, even 7 billion is too much, at least if they're all to have an appropriate standard of living. If you think it's acceptable to have a small elite that enjoys a decent lifestyle and a large majority that is excluded from that, then the Earth can probably sustain 5 to 6 billion people. That's what, exactly what the UN has been prattling about for years. If you want everybody to have the full potential of mobility, adequate food and self-development, then it is one or two billion. I hope you're all getting this. These guys have got everything except horns sticking out their heads. I'm not kidding you. So let's speak last time, how does one achieve that? And then he says, again, the hypocrite, oh, I have no idea. Oh, I'm an ethical person. What a liar. And I wouldn't hurt a fly. No, he would. He'd get someone else to do it, you see. The problem is that with our current lifestyle, we're hurting the people of the future. They don't give a darn. They think all the masses are post-industrial and are therefore useless eaters. They're the evolved ones up in academia, you know. Science is the way for the future. They don't need all the people. So Meadows says, we don't have to save the world. The world will save itself like it always has. Sometimes it takes a few million years until the damage is repaired. A new balance has been established. The question is much more, how do we save our civilization? He always goes back to culling the people. You know, on and on and on and on he goes. But these creeps have been on the go forever. Well funded by, again, the big foundations. So, who is he? And they have their awful, awful wiki, a limited uh, answer on this, because they don't tell you his, mother's or, uh, his mother or, or his dad was, or their history, or anything like that. Dennis L. Meadows, it says, born on June 7, 1942, is an American scientist and emeritus professor of systems management. Systems, that's a weird part of the systems, you see. And these guys, I'm sure, would adequately fashion design and dress up women. They would. Or play with dolls' houses always moving the furniture around and having everything pristine, you know, everything had to be in place. They're, obses they're obsessional people. And they see the world and society in the same light. It's just one big doll's house they can dress up. No kidding. You, you think that tyrants are, are rare? No, not at all. The psychopaths are very common. 
and they're all elitists. They believe they are way superior and have the right to play with you like they play with little dolls. It says he received his BA from Charlton College, College and a PhD in management from Massachusetts Institution of Technology. It's amazing how many of them come out of MIT. It goes on about, uh, it says, um, from 1970 to 1972 at MIT, he was director of the Club of Rome project on predicament of mankind. I love how they worded it at MIT. Further on, Meadows has been a, a tenured professor in faculties of management, engineering, and social sciences. We all come under that, you see, it's the social science. For many years, he was director of a graduate program based in business and engineering. He's facilitated workshops and developed innovative and complex strategic games all over the world for decades. And blah, 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 blah. And it's so limited on, on say, his uh, background and his history, his family history, that there's obviously something, a lot more to it. I'd like to find out who his parents were. Again, Wiki, is, if you think that's free and it's there to give you the complete truth on anything, well, I think you'll wait to the end of the New World Order and just go along with it all because you're, you're not thinking at all. Not thinking at all. And the Senate passes the landmark health reform bill. That's from, that's from the, uh, I think it's the WashingtonPost.com. And this is in a 60 to 39 party line vote. Senate approves a bill that would provide coverage to more than 30 million and begin a far reaching overhaul of Medicare as the complete destruction of the old system and the world socialist system. Remember, under the UN Charter, everyone in the world is, being, is to be guaranteed the minimal health care. They mean that. Minimal is minimal. They mean that, truly. And it's also to eradicate what's left of the middle class. Now, the middle class in the U.S. is different from a middle class in Britain. Middle classes in Britain tend to be uh, collar, tie, uh, and uh, X amount of bucks. Whereas in the U.S., many working people were able to be classed as working as a middle class because of their income. That's when they had the factories and all the rest of it, but that was also part of the, the communist idea was to eradicate the middle classes. That's what the boys want at the top, eradication of the middle classes, and they're pretty well there. <laughs> what do you think the bank collapses was all about? It just didn't happen by itself. It was allowed. The bubbles have been allowed to grow for Years and years and years and years. Why then? They pulled it at the right time because it goes right in. What did they say at the CFR right away? We can use this to our advantage. What does it do with everything else? Everything else. Now remember these links I put up on my website at the end of the show. If I can get the speed from ExploreNet that's giving me a lower speed than the lowest package you can buy from them. I'm not in the lowest package. But then... Uh, I'm saying things I'm not supposed to say. And Canada doesn't quite tolerate it the same way as the U.S., although the U.S. is catching up. Uh, the acts here in Canada, because they all know each other at the top, they'll go to the same college, Upper Canada College, and have their old boy network. So give Alan the hassle with ExploreNet. Uh, then ExploreNet simply takes uh, rental off Hughes Industrial Satellite System. And you can see how it all ties to get. It's quite easy, isn't it? Quite, quite, quite simple. And uh, the 
is a boom time for the psychopaths in, in the business world. I remember about two years ago, the surveys started to come out for the first time, at least outside psychiatry and psychology, to do with psychopaths in the business world. And they say, is your boss a psychopath? They'd give you signs and symptoms and so on. Because naturally they get addicted to power and status and, and they're all ego, you see. And they're making a killing from all this green rubbish that they're on about. They're spending more money on, on creating green uh, replacement power and all that than, than ever you can imagine. More money, uh, more energy even to make the stuff they're on about. Here's, an, here's how ridiculous it is. This is from November the 16th, 2009, Times Online. Britain cuts down forests to keep green power stations burning. These brand new green power, we're all the top psychopaths, these big companies in there building these power stations across Britain. It says UK timber imports will rise by 150% to fuel the new power stations. Britain sent to plunder the lungs of the world to feed its growing hunger for wood to burn in power stations. A series of biomass-fired plants are being built in the UK, the greenies, you see, that will trigger a 150% surge in timber imports from 20 million tonnes today to 50 million tonnes by 2015, according to the Forestry Commission. British power plants are already shipping wood from Canada, Brazil, Scandinavia and South Korea. Just one of the new biomass plants at Port Talbot, South Wales, will consume 3 million tonnes of wood per year equivalent to 30% of the UK's domestic annual wood harvest of 10 million tonnes. It's a, it's a green, they're all green stations, by the way. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. It's astonishing when we're all broke, supposedly, the military and the police are just spend, 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 spending all the money that's borrowed because, you see, your governments are always borrowing money from the world bankers. We're all in debt forever and every generation to come for probably 10, 12 generations, which will never end because they just keep adding and, and borrowing and borrowing, don't they? I think the only ones who are buying today are, are the military and the police. That's what it seems to be. No, no shortage of cash as the U.S. has used to finish off the last few countries and standardize them into the same globalist socialist system. That's his job. And I said years ago, as the U.S. was finishing off that job and paying for it and, and doing it all with soldiers and troops, uh, they'll be pulling the rug from underneath them back home, like Mr. Dennis Meadows would say. He really wants you only to have about two pairs of shoes maximum. That's even in the article. Because they're the control freaks, ultimate control freaks and hypocrites. But here's the Bloomberg.com to show the latest purchase of the U.S. military. And it's the U.S. L-3 spy plane, which is sending off to Afghanistan by Christmas. And that's from, let's say, December 24th. It's, it's quite interesting. All the different companies that are associated with the creation of this plane, like Hawker, Beechcraft Corps, um, L3 Communication Holdings Inc. Uh, Rayathons involved. All the big the biggies are all involved in it too, and it's got everything on it. All kinds of different gadgets and all the rest of it. Satellite links uh, and uh, various image detectors and computer 
computers that can literally detect what something is in very fuzzy images. It can actually tell you what it really is, supposedly. Since so the new planes provide full motion video and specialized signals intelligence, and all 24 of them should be in Afghanistan by September. I wonder how many billions this is costing. You know, too, they're obsolete within about six months. They, and they want another bunch. <laughs> Guess the latest model. Guess another 24. There's no lack of cash for that, is there? Now you know why you're going to get the barest minimal medical care, because all your ca- everything that you earn is going to end up going to government. The modified planes are equipped with both high-resolution and heat-sensing cameras produced by New York City-based L3 Communications Holding, Inc., and with radios from Waltham, Massachusetts-based Rayathon Company and Melbourne, Florida-based Harris Corp. They're also equipped with sensors that can monitor insurgents. That's like people who stand up for their country. You call them patriots if you live there, but the U.S. likes to call them insurgents when you go and invade that country. Um, this is a pick-up there in conversations and help pinpoint the locations to Jeffrey Richardson, author of the U.S. Intelligence Community. A detailed compendium now in its fifth, fifth edition. The sensors are provided by the National Security Agency, which manages U.S. eavesdropping satellites. You will see all this stuff eventually, of course, across the skies. Already have some of this stuff going across Canada. These drone-type craft. Does Congress this year approved? It's amazing. The Congress approves 950 million dollars to buy as many as 37 aircraft from Wichita, Kansas-based Hawker Beechcraft Corp. Flying at 35,000 feet, and they can orbit for as long as five hours. Oh, they love their toys, don't they? Hawker Beechcraft, guess who owns it now? Goldman Sachs Group. Oh, they run the U.S. Well, from Hamish and myself from Ontario, Canada, on this Christmas Eve, and have a happy Christmas out there, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.